A podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode 58 of a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. On this episode, we are first joined by Koopy for about 15 minutes just for me to talk about Swamp People, the movie Long Shot that we went and seen, her new iPhone, and then our Patreon. And then I'm joined by my cousin Rusty and we talk about just basically a big video game talk. We do, I talk about Dark Cloud and Bioshock. Then we talk about Fortnite and Call of Duty a little bit. But really, uh, I asked him on to talk about his top five favorite uh, Final Fantasy games. Um, and he also used to write into the podcast a lot, um, if y'all are a long-time listener. Um, and then after that, even though we probably should have cut it off there, we just kept talking. We talked about Idiocracy, Joe Rogan, uh, <laughs> racism, for whatever reason, that always gets brought up on here, um, and then DNA test. A uh, little longer episode. We got a music episode coming out in a couple days, so check that out as well. Um, thanks for listening. What up? And I'm joined by Koopy. Hello. This is a very spur of the moment thing, but yes. what's going to happen is I'm going to call Rusty eventually, and he's going to be on the end part. And uh, when I call people, for some reason, I like a little intro part, and I'm not comfortable enough to do it by myself solo. <laughs> I feel like I'm uncomfortable. You know, if I sit here and said the exact same things, I would sound weirder. So that's why you're here. Well, I'm not like totally comfortable either. This was very spur of the moment. I yeah. am not prepared. We were just sitting listening to some beats, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I need, let's just record some thoughts here. So uh, it's basically of our day. We're just going to talk about our day. We've had a okay. very chill Saturday. Um, I mean, we've gotten awesome and productive. It's like been a mixture, I guess. But we went and saw the movie Long Shot. Actually, hold on. Before that, we watched the TV show Swamp People for the first <laughs> time in over five years. It hasn't changed. So uh, history, uh, if you've never listened to Mon and Pow Wow's podcast, and he'll be on in a few weeks, and he was on a few weeks ago. Uh, me and Pow Wow used to live together, and he was my best friend, all that. Except he has like shitty taste in TV, in my opinion. Like compared to like me and you were like, we want prestigious, well-written, scripted shit. And Pow was like, huh, you see that new uh, Alaskan Bush people? You know, and you're like, well, what? But it always is entertaining. It is. I mean, Powell has a knack for finding entertaining reality shows. <laughs> so uh, we used to watch every episode of Swamp People while I lived with Powell for the first three seasons. Probably. You had me, you picked the show, and then you had me make two guesses. Right. I said, it's a show Powell used to love. And I said, Ancient Aliens? <laughs> yeah. I said, no, that's close, though. And then Swamp People was number two. Right. And so we watched a whole episode of Swamp People. It is the exact same show. Um, the only thing that was interesting is seeing like, oh, Troy's son is now on his own boat. And that wasn't like that before. But you have Troy still with the tree shaker, you know, boy, that <laughs> voice that um, is so familiar. So honestly, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it was fun. And there was a girl on it now. They've got some female power. Yeah, well, they had uh, one with Troy back in the day. But yeah, they had a little more female empowerment, it seemed like, going on. Um, and then after that... I made some beats, and then we went to the movies. So and we went to the movies. We went and saw a movie called Long Shot. It was really good. It's a rom-com. Yes, and it's Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, or Theron, however you pronounce it. And 
I have been watching the trailer for a while or have seen it. It was like, oh, I want to see that because I like Seth Rogen. And honestly, I don't like hate chick flicks. Not that this is a chick flick necessarily, but there are the guys out there that would never, you know, go see the rom-com. But I'm like, oh, it seems funny. Seems cool. Yeah, I hadn't really seen any previews, so I knew nothing about it besides just the two actors. And so it was a fun surprise. Like, I just went into it blind, but I enjoyed it. And... It's funny, and this isn't kind of ruining it, but it starts off with Seth Rogen in like a white power meeting, <laughs> and you look and you're like, is he a journalist? Because <laughs> you, you hadn't seen any trailers for it. Yeah, I was so a like, little confused because I I knew, one, he's Jewish. Right. And two, it was just a very serious start to a Honestly, funny movie. <laughs> my first thought was like, did, did they play the wrong movie? Because it does start off like very opposite of what you think. Um, but it was good, and I liked. Um, we talked about it a little bit afterwards, but right. the uh, fact that it was, you know, very culturally relevant to our time. Right, like it is a movie made for now. Like as far as the president now, the political climate, the news channels now, uh, even the way, like, I guess we can explain real quick. So, like, the movie's about Seth Rogen's a journalist. Uh, when he was thirteen, this sixteen-year-old girl who he was in love with babysat him. And uh, now she's secretary of state. They meet at a party after he's had a shit day. And, um, you know, I, it's been years since they've seen each other. So, right. They don't know anything about each other currently besides the fact she's famous. As, and she's like the youngest secretary of state ever. Knowledge. So anyway, uh, that's why she like needs a, a writer story. conveniently. Right. And and so he is a writer. They pair up and it kind of just takes off from there. But it is definitely because it's her trying to get the presidency. For right. T- she wants to run for presidency in 2020. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. At, this kind of, at the very end of the movie, they do like a flash forward. And I was like, man, that sucks. The, this, the sequel could have been the campaign for presidency. And now I still want a sequel of like in the White House called The First <laughs> Mister or whatever. Like, I think Seth Rogen's perfect for that. But they do a lot of things of like, uh, you know, like asking for consent is a whole thing that for where we live, and I know I get, I catch some shit or whatever from my friends that they're like, you're too liberal. But it's not that, and maybe I am, but it's that we're surrounded with so many conservatives around me that I'm just, I like to counter that or whatever, right? And so we would hear like, got to ask for consent. Well, that'll just ruin the moment, right? Like you hear right, a lot yeah. of that talk. But there's a moment in this movie where they're going to have sex and then Seth was like, can I enter you? And she's like, you may enter. And it doesn't <laughs> ruin the moment at all. So I just think little touches like that were uh funny they'd be like oh yeah that is like a right now thing yeah it was good everyone should go see it if you're looking it probably isn't getting a lot of buzz right now because of the avengers right so everyone should go out and support something besides the avengers not that avengers are bad it's just like let's have something different right i mean honestly we were the probably the youngest people in the theater it was all old people probably six couples out they were just hate going in on fox they have a they just have a really good uh parody version of fox news that's basically exactly what fox news does and you could tell people not laughing at that stuff that i find funny but then anytime you know someone has a boner like the audience was just dying laughing slapstick humor right so it was it was interesting as well to see how all these old people just find sex so funny yeah um and it also made me think about politicians in a way of like oh they it is probably hard for them to go smoke a joint or just do something in normal or what I would call quote unquote normal for like adults, right? Like you can go out to a bar and have a drink. It's on a big deal. But you know, if you were a famous politician, you, you're thought of like, you can't do that. You know, you need to be above this. 
you you're a role model for children. Yeah, well, it makes the point of like you always have to be prepared. Like, there's never a moment where you're just living a normal life. Like, you have, like, you could at the drop of a hat be summoned to work and stuff like that. So for right. some people, it's not. You can't just go out and party. Yeah. So anyway, cool movie. I just want to shout that out. Um, Ice Cube's son, you know from. The uh, NWA movie. Did you not know the black dude's Ice Cube's son? Well, I knew what he who he was, but I did, I mean, I couldn't have named another movie he had been in necessarily. Oh, yeah, so he, I recognized uh, him. Right, he is in the Straight Outta Compton movie. He plays Ice Ice Cube, like like he plays his father. Um, and I was always wondering if he'll ever get any other roles. They'll totally hear our dog on the microphone. I hear <laughs> all the time our, the new micro or the new audio interface. It just picks it up too well. But so just so y'all know, we always have a third co-host around here, which is my <laughs> dog, not Miria. Um, but I was glad to see him get a role. And honestly, the relationship between whatever that character's name was in the movie and Seth Rogen reminded me of me and Pow Wow because Seth Rogen's like a pessimistic, oh, everything sucks. And that guy's all like, you know, happy, go lucky, be positive. Yeah. And then my thought Very was like, successful. Yeah, I was like, that reminds me of me and Pow Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so about that. So, uh. Anyway, uh, recommend it. Go go check it out. Thought it was cool. Um, all right, I guess that's all I really need to talk to you about. Is there any thoughts in your mind in the world? Oh, well, I got a new phone. Yeah, you got an iPhone X, right? XS. XS, okay. And um, you've been playing lots of words with friends. And I found, also found a coloring app. Oh, there's, and I have a, another word game that I think is fun and bejeweled. Right. So we were looking for bookworm because the greatest, the all-time greatest word mobile video game, in my opinion, is bookworm. Yeah, but they have some versions like it, but yeah, everything you- just has a bunch of ads these days, which is also kind of a bummer. Man, bookworm is so good. Welcome to bookworm. Yeah, we used to play it so much mm-hmm. on your old iPad uh, and my iPod. We had on both. Um, I, they just got rid of it for some reason. I don't know what happened there. But I really do like the new iPhone. It has like an emojis, which is a thing that. Right. I've never really messed with before. And um, it's just sleek. It's nice. It's a good phone. But I also will say, as an Audible user, Samsung is better. For Audible? As in like the, the thing app, that reads books to you? The app is just yeah. better. The The function functionality of the app is just better. And I'm also a little nervous because apparently, I haven't tried it yet, but with my car, Samsung works really well with uh, Pandora through my car. But I guess now that I have an iPhone, you know, they're all about iTunes. Right. That's not a feature on my car. Like my car is set up to work with Pandora. So I think I can still download the app and maybe sure. get it to work. But um, you can't use your like iTunes on it in my car, which is kind of a bummer. Interesting. I would just use an aux cable. Well, that's we have like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I can always do that. I just don't, I don't ever have my Bluetooth on. I don't ever have my location on. That stuff just takes up your battery. Well, at this so point, I, I have a really good battery. So, right. I just giving people my advice out there. Fuck those things. But I, I also don't want the man being able to track own, me down. I also got my own phone like plan switched right. off. Like I'm, 30 years old. Yeah, we're adults, but that doesn't mean we have our own phone plan necessarily. It's like we were of the era where it was just out of family line, out of family line, and it was just cheaper to do that. Right. If my mom right now takes me off their plan, I don't think they would really save money. Well, my parents saved $100. Right. So they might. Maybe. <laughs> don't let them know. But eventually, you'll have to get on my plan. But 
I feel like I feel, feel like a real adult in the world right now with my new phone and phone plan. And I also started a new book today. One All right. Cha- one chapter in, so still a lot to go. But. Yeah, and you haven't, I mean, May just started. So, I mean, you'll be on, I'm sure, uh, beginning of June to talk about your May books. So, have a special book coming in and in a few days. So. so we'll see how many books you get read. I mean, last month, I know you didn't read as many, but coming up over the summer, I'm sure you'll read a lot more. Oh, yeah. I hope so. I'll be ashamed of myself. I'm only on book 18. of. I've finished 18 books of 60 at this point. Listener of the podcast, Brad, and he has also been a co-host once, said uh, the book talks his favorite part. Aw, thanks, Brad. Brad's, Bradster X? Yep. I know you, Brad. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, she fell for it. Oh, maybe that's not even true. <laughs> no, he uh, told me. So we have a Discord. So I brought it up. So I so we have a Discord, which is this thing. It's like a chat room forum for the podcast, and we all talk to each other and talk shit, and make fun of Curtis and Taylor, and, <laughs> you know, whatever happens. And he said on there, he said, "Yeah, I enjoy the podcast, but I don't really care much about sports. And honestly, the book talk, nothing against Coopy, but." Uh, I just don't read books. And I go, all right, I'll make sure to tell her. He goes, no, if you tell her, tell her I love it. It's my favorite part. So, <laughs> so he was the thought that counts, even well, if it wasn't I, true. I was fooled. <laughs> there for a moment, I thought I had one listener. Um, Yeah, let us know. If anyone out there cares about the book talks, I mean, we're going to do them regardless. I don't care. It's my podcast. It's not <laughs> a podcast with them. <laughs> um. And then I got to bring up my Patreon, so I'll go and bring that up so I don't forget about it. You can go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. I'll link it on all of these fucking um, comments here of when you download the podcast and there's shit. It'll have the link there. But you can go there, and I'm going to try to explain it better because I normally just go right through it. And then I had someone ask me, like, oh, I didn't get this how it works. You have to make an account. You like connect like your PayPal or a credit card or whatever to it. And then... If you only give me a dollar a month, which isn't going to really help me do much, to be real honest about it, but that would show me you care enough (laughs) to make an account for a dollar, and then you would get early access to the episodes. And then you can pay more than that. I've had people pay $5 a month, which gives you nothing extra. They were just wanting to help me out. That person has canceled their... Their pledge at the moment, but that's okay. And then there's some people that give $10 or more a month or give a shout out to what I call they are a producer, you know, and then... If they want to write that on a resume when they apply for a job with my phone number or email address, I will vouch that, yeah, they held that associate producer position (laughs) for six months on my podcast. Um, I feel like that makes sense. So anyway, that's the way it works. And you can go to the website and do that. And then my producers, I don't remember exactly how I have it worded, um, would be my mother, you know, the first producer, if you will. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And then we have Snappy, Hurricane Haynes. And then Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear. <laughs> I like his uh, middle name there. Thanks. I came up with that. No one else has <laughs> you thought it's been clever at all but me. And um, I can officially say it's went through because up to this point, his payment hadn't actually been processed. But I was just giving the shout out anyway that comes with it because, you know, he's the homie. But the last time I did that, their payment never went through. And then I felt like an idiot for shouting them out the wow. couple. So um, anyway, I'm glad it went through, Marshall. Real fan. And um, maybe he likes the book talks. I remember he used to like books. Yeah, Marshall does enjoy some books. He should write in about what books he's read re- recently. I'm trying to get him to call in. Uh, I want to rewatch through Lost probably, and then have Marshall call in and us just do a dumb Lost episode. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. 
it's summertime and Lost always reminds me of summer because, you know, they're on an island. It's true. So I always like to and watch really, it in the summer. I just want him to call in for that one time that the tornado interrupted the two-hour finale <laughs> and me and him were calling the fucking weather station, the TV channel, like, get this motherfucker off TV. Lost finale is on. And then we ruined it and no, it was a good time. Anyway, we used to have a lot of dumb, dumb moments back in the day. All right, well, I'm going to let you go um, and then I'm going to tempt to call rusty after this whole little cut to pow out telling everyone the email thing so thanks oh you're welcome i'm glad i could be i thought there was gonna be more to that sentence sorry uh <laughs> thank you <laughs> no problem i'm glad i could be here yep see you guys in a month All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right. Uh, what I'm about to do is I'm going to try to call my cousin Rusty. So. Uh, if you're a listener of this podcast, you're familiar with my cousin Snappy, who is on most Mondays. And uh, this is another cousin. Eventually, I'll just have them all on. I have like 80 fucking cousins. Now, Rusty is probably my favorite cousin, not to, you know, rank people, but we hung out a lot when I was younger. Uh, he's like four, three or four years older than me. He influenced a lot of my uh, taste in video games and rap music. So, uh, just lots of good memories. I have no idea what we'll talk about besides Final Fantasy. I know that's going to be brought up, and uh, we'll see what else. And we'll try, you know, have him on more than this once. But unless it goes horrible, then never again. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, let's give him a call. Hey, what's up, Cuz? Hey, are we? All right. So I gave you a little intro of that we grew up together. You're older than me. You influenced my video games and rap music interests probably quite a bit. So. And then we'll talk about Final Fantasy. See, that's all the intro you have at the moment. Fantastic. Fantastic. So anything you need to you need to get out there now that you're finally on the podcast? I know you've listened to some before, so You know, uh now now that I'm here, I can I can really feel like I'm voicing my conservative uh mindset whenever I send those emails in, uh, which is is what I'm going for here. So <laughs> right, and honestly, my biggest complaint from people is that I'm not conservative enough. But I literally, I just have to be a contrarian. And if I'm con- surrounded with conservative people, I can't act conservative. And if I'm surrounded with liberal people, I can't act liberal. So it's just the way I am. You know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that helps get a, opinions out there, right? If people are just stating their side. And they don't get like confronted with it. What fun is that? Right. And a lot of times I don't even agree with the stuff I say. I just say it because uh, <laughs> I find it to be uh, interesting. Um, yeah. So today, just because I think for you to be on here, we'll try to keep it video gameish. Unless you just want to bring into some conservative topics, we totally can. I don't. Uh, I'm not going to try to push it one way or the other. But I was going to say I have been trying to play this game called Dark Cloud, which I think I brought up before on here. It's this old PS2 game. Um, and that's all I've basically been playing that. And I try to play Bioshock. So basically two old games and, uh, I don't like Bioshock. I just don't like shooters. And then dark clouds. Awesome. But it's a PS2 game. So there's moments of like, man, they could have just made this better. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I get that all the time. Like whenever I go 
you know, on a trip through nostalgia right. and you, you play one of those old games and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, this is so slow. It's right. so repetitive. There, there are very few games that you can go back to and uh, it's actually what you thought it was going to be. So, right. Well, on Dark Cloud, I just had this uh, memory of they had this like just elite weapon upgrade system that was so awesome. But now that I'm playing back, I'm like, I mean, it's okay, but it also has a your weapon takes damage and can break forever thing. So uh, I'm like, my God, there's nothing good about this. So I don't even know if I'll make it through it. I want, I'm like halfway through, but I'm like, I might just quit. You, you know, that's the worst thing about like uh, MMOs and stuff like that. So, so uh, Final Fantasy 14, I played a, a trial for it. And like it had the same system where your weapon and your armor like took damage. And so you always had to like repair it or, or trash it and get something new. And, and, uh, it was, it was, it was awful. It was an awful system. Like, why would you do that? Like if people spend so much time getting their armor, getting their weapon that they want, why are you going to trash it? That way they have to just go back and do it. Maybe it's a replay thing, right? Yeah. For an MMO, I could see they just had to do something. Because a lot of it, I've, I mean, I know you have one MMO you really like. I'm sure we'll talk about it someday or later on this episode. Um, but I always think it's just a bunch of fake goals they kind of have to set up in MMOs to keep people interested. Like, uh, and now you got to do this thing. I feel like yeah. that's how they make the like they, they make the world and then figure everything else out later. Yeah, you're you're never going to uh, complete it, right? So. So, uh, Bioshock, you're going to have to, to explain that a little bit to me. I think I played a trailer for that or something one time. Isn't that where, like, you can inject yourself with, like, superpowers? Right. So, I've played – there's three in the in the series, and I'd played the third one, and then I bought this collection for $10 during some sale that included all three. So, I was like, I enjoy that third one. I'll, I'll try it out. And the first one is thought of as being really good story-wise – um, and it's basically like this libertarian, you know, Ayn Rand wet dream scenario, which I love Ayn Rand and, and libertarian thoughts. So like it kind of draws me in where there's this like civilization that broke off and they made their own underwater paradise city. But you go there and things have kind of not gone well. So everyone's attacking you and they're like crazy zombie looking people and uh yeah, part of it is with your like left hand or your you know the left trigger and all that stuff. They have uh, you have superpowers, so it'll be like you can shoot fire or electricity or do telekinesis or you know you unlock different stuff. And then your right hand is like a gun, so it's you know very shooterish. The thing that always that off puts me is it's like you move really fast and you're like supposed to just like hit fire stuff and i don't know it's i get it, it's like an action game and people like that but just for me in my old man state i'm like i don't know if this is really <laughs> my thing it's fun like i've i've gotten a few trophies you know i've beaten a couple bosses but i'm like i don't i just it doesn't draw me in if you will yeah. Now, is it uh, your old man or your southern upbringing? You're like, ah, we just need to slow down. <laughs> yeah, it's one well, of the I two. Need to, I need to watch the rain fall and just sit on the porch for a little bit. So, well, I mean, like I said, later we're going to talk about Final Fantasy, and I always think of like the reason I like Japanese RPG games or just turn-based you know, games like that is you don't necessarily have to be good. Like you can get good by just learning 
And then also you can just grind and level up. So whenever I play games that that's not an option, and I'm like, oh, I just have to realize I'm shit at this. There's no, <laughs> there's no way around it. <laughs> so those are the ones I have, I have a tough time with. A, a sad realization there. So <laughs> Exactly. Nothing you can, I can really do about it. That that was that was what ended me on uh, Fortnite is the realization that I'm just not good at this. <laughs> yeah, see Fortnite, uh, I haven't played it in forever, and I even think about downloading because I see Powwow and Wyatt, you know, some other people play it every night, and I'm like, man, I don't. There's just no game I love like that or whatever, at least not in a really long time. And I've thought about downloading it, but the last time I played it, I won. <laughs> so mm. I was like, you know, I went out on top where I got a. I don't know. But I also see a lot of people hating on it for what I think is no reason. Like, if you don't like a game, that's fine. You can just not like a game. You don't have to have, like, this real elaborate shit about why it sucks. Like, we have a cousin, Brandon. I don't know if you're friends with him on Facebook. But pretty much every day is just him bitching about the world loving Fortnite. But he loves Call of Duty, and he thinks that's better. And Oh, see... Those those are the same thing to me. I mean, they're both shooter games. <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm on board with you. But I just every day want to be like, dude, you're just a fanboy for something else. You're no different <laughs> than the people you're over here bitching about. On it. Just- yeah, I I'm not. I don't know. I don't think I'm friends with him. I never see posts from him. Maybe, maybe I am, and he's just silenced or something. I I don't know. Yeah, but, I uh, see like ten people's posts. And that's about it. The, the whole Fortnite thing, I, I got on there recently because like they, they they changed it to where if you're on a Nintendo Switch, uh, you can get on there and only play with people on Nintendo Switches. Before it was, you know, you're playing against PC and all this other oh, stuff. Right. And I thought, I thought, oh man, that was ruining my groove, you know? Like I was getting on there and I was facing against these people that probably had auto aiming macros and all this other stuff. I was like, now, now that it's only switch people, I can get on there. It's an even playing field and I'm just going to dominate. I got on there within like two minutes. I was dead. So I was like, uh, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's, this just isn't my game. So <laughs> yeah, I remember the very first time I played it. I, I played it the first day it was available on PlayStation four landed on top of a mountain a guy landed right behind me, picked up a gun, and just shot me in the head. I lasted like less than <laughs> 10 seconds. And I was like, this game sucks, and I deleted it right then. And then <laughs> like two months later, when it was like a big fucking deal, I was like, okay, I'll try this again. And so, and I only gave it a shot because Pow Wow was playing it. And every once in a while, you know, if you get a good multiplayer game, it's worth it. But it just... The new wore off for me eventually. Yeah, it, it's all about the crowd you get to play with, right? Like, I think the first time I played uh, Fortnite, so so with my uh, ecclesiastical affiliation, um, you get you get callings, and so so one of my callings was working with fourteen uh, year old kids, and so every Wednesday night we would try to find some kind of activity to do, and. Uh, Fortnite was was the big thing about a year ago, you know, for for these fourteen year olds. It probably still is, right. but like they're like they're like, oh, let's do this, let's play Fortnite. I was like, I don't know that that's church related, and they're like, yeah, but it's fun. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so so we we all got together to play, and they're like, you got to play. It's like you got to create a character. So I created a character, RC McStuffins, and uh, got on there, and you know, my first game, I think I was like 
the fourth one. Like I was number four, you know, so I was in the top five. And then from then it's just been downhill. I don't know. Maybe I was just showing off for, for somebody trying to act cool, but, uh, never the same. So yeah. One of my favorite memories is a Wyatt who comes on this podcast. He plays a lot and he's really good at it. But every time he would play with me and powwow, he would die really quickly. And so I would just give him shit about how, God, I thought you were good at this game. (laughs) (laughs) And so I like keeping that memory alive as well. (laughs) I like giving anyone shit about anything. That's always my favorite. Had performance anxiety. That's fine. (laughs) Right. I'm really bad at a lot of things. So if I could ever be better at someone, I really like to rub it in and take advantage of those moments. Oh, for sure. I, I, I got to do that on a uh, Dota two. So, so whenever I'm playing Dota two and like whenever I'm crap, I don't say a word, but whenever I'm doing good, like I start talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched the probably like two weeks ago. There was a YouTube video of just the, uh, like call of duty, world at war lobby so like back in the day like and i played some call of duty games when i first came to college where you go online and the lobby you know where you just wait for the game to play is just people you know yelling racist words at each other and calling everyone a faggot and stuff like that and it's super funny when you listen to it now because you're like man that's just not at all what video games are like now like in general when you're playing a multiplayer game people are fairly civil or they just don't talk you know but back then it was like, no, no, let me tell you about what I do to your mom. <laughs> Since you have to listen to me on a microphone, I'm going to make it entertaining. And then they would just, it would just get all crazy. So, yeah, I think, uh, I remember back in like the, the day, you know, ca- old call of duty and stuff. I don't remember ever seeing an option to mute a mic or something, right? Like yeah, if you, if you couldn't talk, you just couldn't talk. But you're going to hear everybody else talk through your TV speakers. <laughs> yeah. It's going to fill your whole house. <laughs> yeah. That and Halo, all, all the good stuff. Um, all right. Let's get off this multiplayer stuff. So I do plan on having you on in the future. We can talk about all kinds of random stuff. Uh, I'm sure we can come up with things. But today, I was going to have you do your top five Final Fantasy games list. The reason I'm not doing one, which I could probably just – piece it together in my head at the end is because we would have a lot of overlap and it would be kind of boring. So I feel like you could just bring it up and I've probably played most of them and at least could have some opinion. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. Looking at my list that I have, uh, you know, cause I, I, I spent probably since you brought this up about a week ago, I've spent maybe a couple of hours just sitting there thinking, pondering, right. pondering which one would make the list, you know? Uh, so you, you ready? You ready for me to start with number five here? Yeah, start with number five. All right. So uh, this one I don't think you've played. It's a world of Final Fantasy. Okay. I've thought about and, it. And this one this one may be some new uh, nuancy bias or however you say that. Recency bias. Yeah. Recency bias. Yeah, there's there's the word I'm looking for. But like uh, – I don't know. There, there was just something about it that, that I loved. I, I, it had all of these characters from the old Final Fantasies thrown in there, and they just appear uh, during the storyline and try to like play a little role in it. But uh, the thing that I liked the most about it is right when I thought I was done, I thought I was at the end, uh, you find out that there's a post-credits play, and 
it, you have to go back and correct uh, the storyline because it turns out that you know maybe maybe the characters aren't exactly who you thought they were, and so so you got to play back, not play through the whole thing, but you you go back and you have to change the storyline a little bit, um, and so it, it continues. And I really like that aspect. Um, also, you know, growing up, I had a thing for Pokemon and stuff like that. And this has a little bit of that aspect in there where you, you catch maybe a, a baby Chocobo and you go and you fight with it. And uh, then eventually you mo- you like unlock little spots on a grid and you can upgrade it to a Chocobo or, or then you upgrade it to a black Chocobo or something. It was just like a really in-depth gameplay. It's still kind of stupid whenever you see the the stacking. So so whenever you go to fight, you have uh, there are two characters, and they can either be medium sized characters or they can be small. Like you can tra- you can switch them, you know. Right. But uh, but then you stack them. So so you have a large character on the bottom, you have a medium character in the middle, and a small character on on top. So so you stack these characters, and it looks it looks goofy, you know. But uh, so the so as far as look looks it doesn't look cool you don't see like i don't know if you remember final fantasy 7 seeing like shiva uh summoned for the first time or right ifrit something you know like it looks amazing it looks awesome this doesn't have that but it's a fun it, it, it actually had me laughing out loud a little bit so it's my number five right from what i've seen of it it's and heard for different people it's like just a cute final fantasy game with elements of Pokemon. I've heard that before you brought that up of like, Oh, it's kind of got its own Pokemon thing involved. Uh, so that's why I've been interested. I know it's on Vita and this summer I may have time at work to play my Vita. So it might be one I'll look into. Sure. Sure. Do do you know if the Vita version has all the downloaded content and everything? I'm not probably not because they don't really support the Vita much these days. So I'm not positive. Not sure. Gotcha. But it seems like if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, or that may need to be a prerequisite for this game if it sprinkles in classic characters or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you're going through there, you may not get the um, the hints and stuff like that, that that the old characters bring through. Like when Gilgamesh appears. Right. And if you, if you don't know how Gilgamesh has been played into the, the Final Fantasy series over, you know, the 15, 16 games that have been out there or whatever, um, you may not get it, you know? Right. So. Wow. All right. What do we have for number four? Number four, I got Final Fantasy VI. That's uh, the U.S. version three. Right. So. Yeah. I would, if I had it like off the top of my head, say that's probably like my. Yeah, four. I think that probably my fourth as well. So I think I'm right on board with you. Yeah, I mean, it, there's something about it, right? Like if you go back, it's one of those where I went back uh, recently and played it on my phone uh, whenever they released it for the phone. And it's the characters. I mean, whenever you go and you explore a whole world just to have it ripped apart and then you have to go explore it again. Right. Um, that was awesome. I think Kefka in there. Kefka was an amazing uh, villain, especially yeah. for that for those graphics. Like, yeah, that, they really accomplished a lot. Yeah, I mean, you, you give him this uh, psychotic clown thing, and I think that was before psychotic clowns were uh, really the the horror of the the world. 
you yeah. know? <laughs> Um, so, so it's my number six. I, I really liked it. And like a, a little history there, playing it back on the Super Nintendo was awesome. But I don't think I ever beat it. I, I remember us playing, you know, because that one you could actually assign people to have two of the characters. Yep. And so like you'd come over, we'd play it and stuff like that. And I'd always, I would always get to towards the end, but I don't think I ever beat uh, Kefka. Yeah, I I, kn- I remember making it to the meteor before, uh, twice, and I've no, I don't think I've ever made it past the meteor. And then I tried to play it recently. I have a the, you know the SNES Classic or Mini, whatever it's called, and it's awesome. I would highly recommend it, by the way. Uh, but they have this weird save system, and I was using like the a save state as opposed to saving to the cartridge. And then I accidentally deleted it, so I lost like 20 hours of play. And I was like, I'm not doing this again right now. So eventually I'll go back and do it. But that was like us, you know, two months ago that that happened. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I, whenever I played it on my phone, I actually got to the end and I beat it. Um, but that was the first time. And I think I think it was different this time through because it was probably my first time playing it with the internet. To where I could like Google tri- uh, tricks and stuff like that. Right. That would definitely, <laughs> definitely helps. Cause, and that's another thing I think people, uh, or if you're young, you know, you wouldn't know about. But I remember having my friend Jared, his mom worked in the courthouse in Duncan. And I'd be like, hey, I needed the guide to this. And he would like, you know, on a Saturday go with her and print a 50 page document <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like just text and i'm like awesome thanks man you know and i try to hold on to that and then jonathan would always my friend jonathan would always borrow it because he was also one of the same games and then you would never never see him again um but yeah i i definitely enjoy it. i call it final fantasy 6 because i'm pretentious like that um and i feel like that's what everyone should call it uh but i agree i think it had so many characters that that was also kind of cool at the time. You're like, how are there this many people that I'm in charge of or whatever? But so I always, I like that aspect of it myself. Yeah. There was like 12, 12 different characters or something, right? So. Yeah. Cause they made it where you'd have to be like, all right, make all your different parties <laughs> and it would split them all apart. And then I always, and I think they probably done that before, but they kept doing it afterwards for sure. Where, um, you know, the that's a thing you have to be aware of going into a Final Fantasy game is at some point in time, you kind of want everyone a little bit leveled up because you're going to have to split these people up. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. It was something you had to be aware of in that game. All right. What is your number three? All right. Number three. Uh, this this one, I don't know that you're going to be on board with this Final Fantasy 11. I have played so it's it. MMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we played it for like a couple of weeks together, right? <laughs> I, I know I bought two months of the subscription because that was back when you had to pay a subscription for an MMO, and I remember it very well because Josh Lewis, a friend of ours from high school, he had just gotten World of Warcraft, and you had just gotten Final Fantasy Eleven, and he really wanted me to get World of Warcraft because I I really like Warcraft Three, and you do too, and. Then you were like, no, give Final Fantasy XI. So I went with Final Fantasy XI, and it was so slow. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, you should do one with World of Warcraft. It's really fast. So <laughs> yeah. I remember that very well. Yeah, and uh, I I was actually in college with uh, Josh uh, up in Stillwater, mm-hmm. and, and he was playing World of Warcraft. And uh, I watched him play, and I watched uh, – uh, 
I don't know that he was married at the time. Maybe they was his girlfriend. I don't know. Anyways, but uh, I watched him play a little bit, and I, I tried a demo of it, but it, I don't know. I know Final Fantasy XI slower. Uh, you know, I still play it today. Every now and then I'll take like a two-month hiatus from it or something and, and do something else, but uh, I still play it today, and I, I love it. I love I love the character development, right? Because because on there you have 22 jobs. Uh, so with these jobs, first a lot of them you have to unlock. You start off with six, and then and then you, you unlock the other uh, 16, right? Right. So uh, so you go through there, and whenever you unlock the jobs, you get some lore related to them, um, and then and then you go and like. Around level 50, you start unlocking their uh, job-specific armor, and then you get to learn the lore related to to the job a little bit more. Um, and then from there, you can go on and and do little side quests and things and learn more, right? Like, so I remember uh, the the best job to unlock for me was was dragoon. Right. So, so you got a little wyvern with you, you got a pole arm and stuff like that, but to unlock the job, you got to go and find this guy that's been like killing all the wyverns and, uh, you got to confront him and then you got to go find a, a wyvern egg and go hatch it. And then he tries to kill your wyvern and then you got to go kill him. And whenever you do that, then you get the job unlocked and, and then, uh, you start to progress and, become acquainted with your little pet and, and stuff like that. So, um, it's just, it's a vast game. Um, right. You invested a long time into it. Like oh, a lot, a lot of time. <laughs> absolutely. I, I think, uh, so that there, there are certain weapons in the game that are, uh, you know, like top, top end weapons. And as of right now, I have six of them. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and they don't, it's a, it's a time commitment. Cause I think, uh, I think for each one, I probably invest, I don't know, I'd say, I'd say three of them. I probably put about 12 hours into each of them. And then, uh, one of them, I probably spent more like 30 hours. And this isn't just like 30 hours of logging in and walking around and stuff. This is, this is just grinding, grinding, you know? Right doing the same thing over and over again. But, uh, you know, I'd say Final Fantasy XI is my number three. It's not my favorite, but it, it definitely is one that I spent the most time with. Yeah, I thought it would be your number one, actually, uh, whenever we were gonna, I knew you were going to make this list. It's like, I'm sure that'll be number one because you have just played it so much. I will say my problem was I started with, um, you know, I've, I'm, I'm kind of a fat person or at least identifies that. Some people are like, you're not fat. You're just a little overweight. But to me, that's all the same thing. So <laughs> I try to make me, uh, you know, the big people. I don't remember what they're called, but like the Galka, the Galka. You're right. So I was like, well, I'm big. So I'm going to be the big guys. And it was like, choose a class. And I was like, oh, a red mage. That's cool. And it was all because in Final Fantasy nine, the red mage character is pretty, uh, pretty strong, you know, and I was like, oh, we'll go with this class. But then at least at that time, you when you chose your class, I'm pretty sure you chose your class, at least up to whatever you leveled it out. So then I was like committed and it was just a horrible match. I just didn't do a good build at all. Basically. And I was just like, ah, oh, fucked up from the beginning. I, yeah, I remember yeah. all that. <laughs> so, so starting out, right. You have a, uh, the Galka, you have the Taru Taru, 
the Humes, and then the Elven, or and then the Mithra. Mithra, I almost forgot Mithra. But uh, the Galka, yeah, they're not they're not made to be a mage job. So so red mage uh, starting out is tough for them. But once you get to like the the in game levels, it doesn't matter because you got gear that that makes up for your lack of magic or whatever, you right. know. Um, but but yeah, that that was a that was a bad choice. Um, <laughs> but I remember I, I just be- waiting in a desert to party up and kill some <laughs> weird lizard things. Uh, it, it it's so much better than that. But but as far as the actual gameplay, right? Um, you got to wait for your person to swing and stuff like that. And some of the battles and things like that, they, they just draw out. Right. Um, and they carry so, all that over to final fantasy 12, <laughs> final fantasy 12. It's there too. Yep. Uh, all right. My one thing I would want to say about 11 though, is the, I still think they shouldn't have called it final fantasy 11 and it should just be called final fantasy online. Like I don't, yeah. I still We're, am so confused by that. That could have been World of Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> yeah. Open World Final Fantasy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Always um, my mind. All right. What do we got for number two? All right. This one, this one I know you you have in your top five, if you had a top five today, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. That's my number one for sure. So uh, I know you've talked about it a lot on the podcast before, uh, but man, that storyline, like – I, I love the the gameplay because I, I I love chess and stuff like that you know checkers things like that where you move from square to square, but man the storyline I I was always amazed by what they did with the storyline um, the whole Zodiac Brave story and uh, you you have the rags to riches story baked in there I mean it was amazing yeah. I agree. I really, I mean, I have a lot of great memories uh, from the game. This is my first, from like a nostalgic standpoint, I just say it's my favorite game. Cause even though I do think God of War on the PS4 uh, last year might be the best made game I've ever played, you know, for my personal preference and how good it looks or whatever. But from like a nostalgic standpoint of what game means the most, probably Final Fantasy Tactics. Cause I've just played it so much. Uh, I remember going to your house a lot. Um, I'm sure we're this poor, but I used to just be at your house all the time, basically, especially like in the summer. Uh, and Final Fantasy Tactics wasn't technically a two player game, but you could go buy a guy, name him after me, and then hand me the controller. So at least I could control the one guy, you know, during. So that was always fun, I always thought. And so we would play through that, and that was a great time. But I remember. Once I finally got a PlayStation one and I took it with me to Colorado where my grandparents live and my friend Jonathan came with me and I made it this goal. Like I'm going to beat this myself while we're here. We were there for two weeks and I beat the game on my own and felt so much accomplishment because it's a hard, it's, it's on a hard game. I mean, you can break it pretty easy once you understand it and you're like, you know, dual willed and all that stuff. But it, I remember that was being awesome. And then when I got my PSP, the first game I bought was the retranslated version, War of Lions. And I was like, oh, this makes even more sense because the story was good. But there was some stuff that you're like, I don't quite get get what they're saying here. <laughs> you know, yeah, some of the yeah, translations. How, how did uh, how did this person go from kidnapping a girl to, to them being friends? Like there was some of that that was skipped, right? Yeah. And then 
War of the Lions kind of showed a little cinematic of them interacting and and stuff like that that wasn't in the original. And you're like, oh yeah, he like he did some pretty chivalrous stuff, like things that that made uh, their connection grow. Right. Well, and then so I do think the gameplay and all that is great. But another thing is like it's made me buy, play or buy almost any game that has the word tactics in it. So, oh, OK, you know, like if any games like so and so tactics, I'm like, hey, should I buy that? And I'll look into it at least, you know, and like today I almost bought one called Shadow Tactics. It's like a samurai version, but I didn't I didn't buy it, but I might. We'll see. Uh, but I will say the only game that's come close is the Tactics Ogre game, and they have that on the – it's a PSP game, but you can buy it on the Vita. Hopefully someday they'll make it where you can buy it on something else. Um, but it is really close. I mean, it's the same team that made Final Fantasy Tactics, so the look of it is very similar in the grid system. It's just the uh, abilities and equipment you know, is a little different, but – I would say that's the only thing that comes close, and I almost get disappointed in almost any other game I play that looks like Final Fantasy Tactics but isn't. Now, uh, Tactics Ogre didn't wasn't there like a Nintendo sixty four game or something like Ogre Tactics or, or something like that back in the day? It is uh, Ogre sixty four. That's probably my favorite Nintendo sixty four game, and it was like. Um, Shit. I mean, it wasn't even like a tactics base like that. I mean, it was a strategy uh, game that you had like parties of people you sent out and they would meet on a battlefield and it would auto battle each other. Uh, it was really awesome. I wish they would make more of them because I love that game. But they had on Game Boy Advance uh, basically the tactics ogre game that they just gave it a different name and changed up the storyline, I believe, a little bit and put it out on Game Boy Advance as well. So. You could probably also find it that way somehow, but I yeah. would I do like uh, the random ogre franchise that has never seemed to live on. But anyway, yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics, awesome. It, it is it is amazing. Uh, I will say that the dark dungeon part though always drove me crazy. Yeah, like I would I would spend maybe you know to to do the rest of the game I might spend like eight hours playing it. Um, but then I'd get to Dark Dungeon and I'd spend like four hours just there trying to get all of the best equipment because it's all luck-based. It was all luck-based. Right. I mean, I remember also you owned the strategy guide for that game because we uh, – I mean, I would say I guess we were like poor or whatever, not to like make that a big deal. But I think that also plays into it of like Final Fantasy games was a, the most bang for your buck as a, oh, when sure. you were younger, right? It was like, we've only had this much money. And I think PS1 games are like 30 bucks at the time. And Final Fantasy Tactics will last you all summer, basically. So it was that was also a big proposition. But I remember you having the strategy guide because we would have to look to the, the darkest, the dungeon part, right? So it you're like, okay, where uh, you would count out the squares and be like, all right, go to that one. <laughs> That's where you'll find the item. Yep. And then you get the stupid uh, Phoenix down instead of uh, the armor piece that you're looking for. And you're like, what? Now I have to reset. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go uh, back through. So yeah, Tactics, super awesome. I really wish someday they'd re-release it on the PS4 with trophies because I find myself these days, I only play video games for trophies or for nostalgia. And so that would combine both of those. And I would feel like I'd have to go back and do everything to try to you know, get all the trophies, but it'd probably be so hard. I, I don't know if I could do it these days, but I dream. I dream of the day when that happens. 
There you go. It, it could happen. It could. All right, man. <laughs> what is your number one favorite Final Fantasy game of all time? All right. Are you sitting down? This is going to shock you. Final Fantasy VII. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Not, not a shock to anybody there. Uh, currently playing through it again. Um, this is after I played through it uh, about two years ago on Steam. And uh, I went through and I did everything that you could do, right? Got all the ultimate weapons. I, I went and I beat Ruby and uh, Emerald weapons. Uh, did all that stuff. And, but yet here I am. Uh, going through it again because they, they released it for the switch and uh, I don't know I just I, I love the game I, I would say that um, it's probably one of the things that that drove me to fall in love with PlayStation I don't I don't currently own a PlayStation now I, I'm into my Nintendo switch but uh, Final Fantasy 7 I remember getting my my PlayStation one right mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't even have a memory card for this thing. Uh, but I, I got Final Fantasy VII, and I was trying to play it without a memory card, which is terrible. It's a terrible idea. It was a, I, I believe it was a three-disc game. Yep. It may have been four-disc, right? I think it was three but, at that time. Yeah, I, I think it was three and maybe uh, – well, nine was four. Yeah. Nine, four-disc. So uh, anyways, it's a three-disc game, and uh, first time I played through it, I got to – to this part where uh, you you fight this this uh, it's kind of like a I forgot what it's called but it's a gi race right so so the gi attacked this Cosmo Canyon place and they the people that die got turned into these spirits or whatever so you're in there fighting this thing um, and it killed me it, it killed me it was game over after me leaving my system on for three days yeah, playing I mean- through. Cosmo game. Canyons, yeah, that's pretty, pretty decent way in. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. And then I die. I just die. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?" So then I started up again, and I get like out of Migdor, which is you know the all of the first uh, little act of the game or whatever. The whole first disc, I believe, is in Midgar, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So so there I am. I get out of that, and I leave my system on, and I go to school. And I get home, and the power had went out. <laughs> you know, it's always just like one thing after another. But I uh, finally got a memory card and beat the game. Um, and Sephiroth, I mean, this this game, him and his sword, probably got me into collecting swords, right? I, I collect swords now, and it's because I watched him and Cloud battle. So you have one with this giant meat cleaver of a sword, and you got another guy with a a samurai sword that stretches across a, a whole room of a house. Um, and I was just like, I love it. I, I love this game. Yeah. I think all the ideas and the design of everything's really cool. And it really helped having like an instruction guy that had pictures of the characters of what they really look like, you know, and I guess in the battle scenes, uh, you get a better, you know, graphic representation, but going back now when I played, I'm like, I can't believe we thought this looked so good. Uh, like the third person, you know, exploring the world stuff, but it, it works, wow. you know, <laughs> you can get yeah, through it. You, you see that you see the little pixelated head that looks just like a, a square. It looked like uh, somebody from Minecraft had made the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, 
yeah, I remember going to your house uh, often and watching you play it. I eventually played it and beat it myself. I played it on the PS4 last year and beat it. I wanted to get the platinum, but I was like, it was a weird thought because I had to go beat all those, you know, the ultimate weapons and all that shit. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do all that. And I can just easily, you can just hit a button and turn on where you're invincible. And I, there was something about the fact that I know people probably have the platinum that done that, but like I wouldn't let myself do it. I was like, no. And I don't know if I want to put in the time to level up enough to, to do all this other stuff. And I would have had to gone back and restart the game because one of the trophies is uh, to get Barrett to go on the date with you on the carnival, Ferris Will. <laughs> And there's like you have to answer all the questions with the two girls perfectly up through the game to where they both hate you enough that he's the only one that'll go with you. Like there's some certain <laughs> certain way you had to do it. And I was like, I'm never gonna go back and get all these trophies. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that one, and then there there was something that uh, I didn't realize that, uh, whenever we played it back in the day, but the Don Corleone or Corleone whatever part, right. Uh, you can actually get him to choose you over Tifa and Ares. So, uh, yeah, I did that on my playthrough for a trophy, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and it's stuff like that, like going back and playing these games, because, like, you know, no matter how much time you spend in them, I feel like any Final Fantasy game, whenever you go back and play it again, you learn something new, right? Like, back, back in high school, you know, I, Maybe maybe I wasn't perverted enough or something. I don't know. But like I don't remember a lot of the perverse like little comments that, that would go back and forth and stuff. Maybe my mindset has changed. I'm not sure. But like I see it all and I'm like, oh, I never picked up on that. Like that person's actually totally trying to get in the sack with this other person. I was like, how did that slip my mind back in the day? <laughs> right. Yeah, it is it was definitely I mean, that's how it is with a lot of things. And also, I think of the Final Fantasy games, kind of understand, like the way side quests exist. But, and I also love like the Elder Scrolls games. And I think they're probably in the modern generation. I like them way more than the new Final Fantasy games. But it is this whole idea of like, well, there's just other shit to do. Like, it's a living world and there's other stuff to do. And Final Fantasy always gave that vibe off of there's other stuff. It's not just, you know, so for instance, if you, the Chocobo breeding. And that whole thing was also, I mean, a very big deal. And it was just a whole separate game, basically. Like, okay, oh, yeah. now you can breed chocobos and race them and do this. And that being like a whole, oh, my God, this thing exists. I don't know. It was just a big deal, I remember, at the time. Right. And and you didn't have to do it, you know, but it made stuff a lot easier if you did, right? Like, if you were going for Omni Slash, you, you weren't going to go get all of the GP at the Gold Saucer without racing some chocobos to do it. Right. And then I guess my last little thing we can say about the game is the reward at that time was just cutscenes. Like mm-hmm. getting a cool CGI cutscene was the reward. It wasn't like, oh, now you had new armor and now you have this. It was just like, oh, now we get to watch the movie part. And maybe I would have loved like Japanese anime and stuff, and we just weren't exposed to it necessarily. Uh, but because I loved all the weird Japanese video game cutscenes, and in hindsight, they're not even that good, like story wise, right? You're like, I mean, they're okay, but you're like, man, I loved that shit when I was younger. Like the end of Final Fantasy VII, I think's awesome. Like that whole ending yeah. cutscene is like makes it all worth it. 
Yeah, I I think as far as like cutscenes, you know, Final Fantasy VII, the the ending one is the best, right? Uh, the the ones kind of leading up to it are just kind of hit and miss. Um, if you want cutscenes, you go to Final Fantasy IX. I feel like has the best cutscenes. Yeah, that um, was. I guess to get my quick list, number one for me would be Final Fantasy Tactics. Number two would be Final Fantasy IX. Uh, number three would be Final Fantasy VII, then six, and let's see the fifth one. Shit, that'd be a tough one. Probably like Final Fantasy IV because I played okay. that kind of recently, and it has a whole redemption arc of you know the bad guy becoming the good guy thing. It's pretty fun. Um, but I love Final Fantasy IX. Final Fantasy IX is definitely my favorite of the the PS One era. I mean, I like seven as as well, but I like the way nine went kind of old school with the medieval knights and stuff. And Oh, another thing I miss on Final Fantasy games that I used to love, and it's why everything from 10 afterwards, it's not that I hate them. I just, it's different. I liked how you could name characters. That was always fun to me mm. when I was young, right? So it was like, all right, you know, when I played nine, I named me after the main guy. And then I named uh, the knight after you. And it was so funny because throughout the game, as an insult, they call that character Rusty. Yep. And then he gets all pissy about it. And so they would be like, hey, Rusty. And it would be like, Rusty's like, don't call me Rusty. My name is Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember always trying to balance that, like, well, who will be who on my game? And that, for whatever reason, mattered. Uh, and then once 10 happened, you just – they talked, so you couldn't do that anymore, and their names were their names. And it makes sense because you couldn't customize the characters or whatever, but there was always something about that that made uh, the earlier games more special to me because when I played them, I would name them after friends. Yeah, and and I, I hope eventually you know technology catches up to where they can go back to that naming aspect, right? Like where you could actually just have a voice on there that sounds real, but it's completely automated. Right. Well, I remember, and this was like in sixth grade and we were doing the Egyptian unit and we had some program on a computer in which each hieroglyphic made a noise. And then you could combine the hieroglyphics to say your name, for instance, you're right. If you just found the right noises. And it seems like any video game could do that. Like my Facebook can right now, if I, spell it phonetically, you know, you go up on the dictionary and look up how to say all this shit phonetically, it can eventually interpret it. So I feel like we could get there. I just don't know if anyone cares about it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, back whenever smartphones were, were the first, well, before smartphones, I guess, probably when computers were coming out, you had the little bonsai monkey or bonsai gorilla yeah where he'd get on there and he'd say daisy daisy or he you just type whatever and he'd yeah the bonsai say buddy he was great yeah yeah he, he sounded terrible but <laughs> if they were if they were at that point you know 20 years ago surely they could be somewhere different now <laughs> i mean i think they moved past that and they just try to make robots that can give blowjobs now They're like, <laughs> they don't need to talk <laughs> they'll just make them do all the other stuff uh, yeah I saw I saw an article. I'm sure other people have seen it as well recently, and it was in some Asian country. Um, and it was like they invent a device that will help extract semen from a patient who is too embarrassed to masturbate at a hospital, and they show it, and it's literally just a sex machine. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just like a moving, uh, like pocket vagina. You know, I don't know. It was just like 
no, guys are now just going to go there and be like, sure, I'll donate semen. I was like, oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> but they were they were pitching it as a medical device. So I was like, it's bizarre. It's just the VCR from Idiocracy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I forced my wife to watch that uh, probably about a month ago, maybe a little more, because she had just never seen it. And literally every ne- every week since we've watched it, she has a moment of like, how have I never seen that movie? Everything in the in the world is like that movie. I'm like, I know. Exactly. It really is. It's so crazy how much, like almost now since she's seen it, I can just go around going, I like boobs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like Dag yeah. Shepard's whole thing is they'll be like, I'm going to give you lots of money. I like money. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it opened up a whole new uh, conversation between you and your wife now that she's seen it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she laughs. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see so many references to that movie. Like I, I watch uh, YouTube uh, videos from from a guy named Mark Dice, and like he makes references to Idiocracy. Uh, I listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast. Yeah, he makes references to Idiocracy. It's it's amazing because that is today. That's I mean, look who's our president, right? Um, I I don't hate Trump, but he is the like definitely the look- least qualified guy. We could at least say that. Right, right, right. Uh, Terry Crews could could maybe be right there with him, at least, right? right. So, <laughs> especially Terry Crews dressed up like a Black Hawk Hogan. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely really enjoy that movie. And then um, everyone go out and watch Idiocracy if you haven't seen it; it's the best. Um, but yeah, I actually do subscribe to Ben Shapiro's podcast. I don't always agree with him, but I do like the way he likes to use reason and logic. I think sometimes he. The problem with all these people, except Joe Rogan, because he never takes a hard line enough stance, uh, so he doesn't get trapped like this. But a lot of these guys get caught by their own arguments a lot of times, you know. And mm-hmm. so you're like, well, if you turn that around on yourself, sir. But I do enjoy listening to all the at least the people trying to be smart, you know, attempting yeah. it. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, he's he's got a law degree, so like. Whenever all these like impeachment uh, things are going around, I like to hear his insight because he's a lawyer, you know. Um, And and so that that's kind of my take on him. Uh, And then also with like uh, some of the synagogue shootings and stuff like that, just to hear the uh, perception from somebody in the Jewish community is nice. Um, one thing I've, I've noticed is Joe Rogan's podcast that you talked about him not taking a hard line stance. I think like the one thing that I've heard him take a hard line stance on was just like, um, transgender athletes oh, yeah. and competing. Like he, he is dead set. Like, why is this well, happening? What's I agree with here? him 100%. And I think it's. Honestly, and I'm glad we brought up Joe Rogan at least briefly. This week, uh, Taylor, who's co-host on this podcast before, he hit me up like, if you like Joe Rogan, how are you so liberal, more or less? And I was like, "Um, I don't know if you've watched or heard Joe Rogan, but he's pretty liberal on a lot of things. He's not on everything. But I would say in general, I agree with Joe Rogan politically on everything he said that I can remember off the top of my head. But that is one of like – for sure, if someone was a man their whole life and they became a woman, they shouldn't now all of a sudden be able to compete in a woman's sporting competition. Like right. their whole life, they were a man. And that's kind of his whole thing. So he definitely does take a hard line 
stance on that. But I like how open-minded he is on a lot of subjects. And the fact he lets like a Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro on his show. And if he doesn't agree with them, he's just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Here's what I think, you know, or whatever. Like one thing I, I don't remember who it was on his show. They were saying, you know, we don't need any regulations on anything. And that's, you know, I, I vote libertarian on, on most things. So that's something I should kind of agree with. But Joe Rogan was like, dude, my dad was in construction. And if you didn't have regulations, a lot of these guys would cut corners and you'd have a shitty house. And then the mm-hmm. argument to that is like, well, the free market would make sure those guys don't get jobs. And the guys that are good would keep the jobs because they done good work. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that doesn't all like libertarian thoughts always rely way too much on trust. So even though I vote that way, I'm like, I don't know if we can trust anybody <laughs> to do all always do the right thing. <laughs> so. Right. Like like in that situation, though, like how many people are like you're, you're hurting the poor, right? Because the poor are going to go out there and get the best deal ever, you know, because that's right. what they can afford. Exactly. And so how many poor people are going to have their houses fall on them before you're like, oh, maybe we should have put some rules in place. <laughs> What's well, like uh, the old story? I don't know what it's from. Probably something famous of like. You know, a rich person can go buy a pair of boots that'll last them for 10 winners for $50, you know, and the poor person can buy the pair of boots that's $10, but it's going to last them one year, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like the rich get richer because that's more or less an investment uh, scenario. So that I I always think there is a fine line. Like everyone has all these answers. I know for me personally, I can look around in my life and be like, I think it should be like this, but I also don't take into consideration literally most of the population. Sure, sure. I'm, and that's that's kind of my take on like a lot of what I hear um, as far as like racism in the world, right? Like I know racism exists, but like me being being a white person and stuff, I don't I don't necessarily feel bad about the racism around me because you know I went to college with with people of different races, and they they were just fine. You know, for the most part, and I haven't been racist to them. So, so it's not my reality. Like it's out there. It's part of the real world, but it's not the reality around me, you know? Right. Um, I mean, so, so it's like you can't go to somebody and be like, why are you screaming that racism exists? Racism doesn't exist. People don't get stopped in their cars just because they're black or whatever. But if that person had been stopped, and he knows that he was not speeding and stuff like that. That's his reality. That's real for him. I don't know if it's a widespread issue or not, but for him it is, right? Like for him, it's his reality, and I can't speak to that. Right. I I, I always like – I love to say like, well, if in my perfect world, but I always know I'm a white dude, so who cares what I have to say? Um, but I, I – in general, agree with everything you're saying. I think the only thing that ever pulls me in, and it's from that argumentative side of me that just wants to, uh, like I said earlier, be a contrarian, is like when I'm on the internet, and I guess I need a preface. I don't think I do, but I will. Uh, I have lots of black friends. Isn't that what you're supposed to say before you say anything? And they don't think I'm racist at all. <laughs> right. I have a music podcast coming out two days from now. Plenty of diversity. Uh, they all love me. But when I see someone online and they want to get on this big high horse of like, well, black people can't be racist because we're not in a position of power. So therefore, even if we are racist, it does no damage. So our racism isn't real is more or less the argument. And then someone like me who normally doesn't, you know, I'm always on the side of on the minority, more or less, right, of like give them the benefit of the doubt. Systematic racism exists, all that. But whenever you're like people are on the Internet attacking random white guy 
because he's white. And then they're going to preach some shit. How like, well, I can say that because it's impossible for my race to be racist. I'm like, well, I don't, I just don't think that's the case. So I get annoyed sometimes, uh, by these causes. And I'm like, I would be on your side a hundred percent, but then you act stupid. And then I feel like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's any written law that, uh, to, to be racist, you have to be over, you know, 20% of the population or whatever. I think, I think black people are like 11% of the U S population right now, something like that. Um, but you can definitely be racist if it if if there are two people living in your town, you can be racist against the other person. Right. right. I I agree. Uh, well, I always look at like it kind of depends on the scenario. So if you're talking about in rap culture, you know, if you're at a if you were in the Detroit underground rap battle, I'm sure if you as a non-black person would get treated differently than a black person would because that's just where you're at. Like you would all of a sudden be a minority in a situation. I don't know. I just think it all changes. And like, uh, I remember watching the Bob Marley documentary and Bob Marley's half white and half black, but in Jamaica, he was made fun of because of that half white part, right? Not like it would be here in America, quote unquote, where the bad part would be that he was half black, you know? So I remember watching that and being like, Oh yeah, I guess as long if you're just different, people can be mean to you. <laughs> that has nothing to do with, uh, I don't know. Right. I don't have the answers. Have you uh, heard or or read up anything on the the stuff going on in South Africa? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Where they're taking back land and giving it to other people, stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, so there, I watched this documentary um, over farmlands. So, uh, the, these white people, so Polish people uh, settled a lot of South Africa. And uh, back in the day, they, they took these large amounts of land and turned them into farmland and, and things like that. And uh, so and then it just got passed down from generation to generation. So you have these large plantation type uh, situations down there. Um, they don't have slaves, but, you know, they, they have just normal workers, but they're white and their workers are, are black. Right. Um, of course, South Africa. uh white people are kind of the minority. And so the government ha- has came through and they're, they're actually taking and, and seizing these lands and they're not criminalizing people that uh, go and commit crimes against these people either. So, so you have a lot of these stories of farmers that'll be sitting in their house and their houses are built with like two layers of walls to separate them, you know, so people can't get in. Like they have gates, uh, if you go from one room to another, a lot of them have iron bars to separate the housing areas right. uh, just to keep them from getting raped and, and shot and, and stuff like that. Um, but the government's OK t- taking the lands from the white people. And I, I don't know that it, it just goes to show that racism is is out there uh, among other people. Again, it's not my reality. I don't have I don't have black people, you know, impressing their their uh, beliefs and stuff on me. I don't have Asian people doing that. Nothing like that. I think the problem population wise isn't that racism increases. It's the uh, power that people that are racist can push on people. Right. And so I think 
when it comes to racism in America, I don't know how you get rid of it all. I don't know. But you, you do need to keep it out of power. And, and I think I think so far as America, we've done a good job. I mean, you know, we, we did abolish slavery here in America, which was a big step. Took um, a long time, some would argue. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it took a while. But I mean, if you look at the history of the world or whatever, I don't know that it was that long, right? We're still going. It's getting shorter the longer we go. (laughs) I think when you look at uh, the time period in which it existed in America, then you look at what other countries were doing that had outlawed it, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize uh, we had it that recently because I've seen some of those comparisons. But I do think, uh, again, it's so dumb. I'm always like, I just think people should not care, but also – uh, I don't know what race I am as far as like nationality, right? I get I'm white, but I'm not like one of those like, oh, well, I'm actually half Scottish and, and half this. Like, I just don't know. So therefore, I've never cared about that. So whenever I meet people white or other that care a lot about that, I'm always like, I don't under why. Why does that matter? You know, so I, you know, I know white people that care a lot that they're Irish, and I'm just like, I don't understand why you care about that. And then are you, so, <laughs> are you calling me out? Are you calling me out right now? <laughs> I know. I've been, I will say you are not near as bad as uh, a lot of people I've, I've, I've heard, but you and snappy both have that, that red in the family, that little red hair tint. And I still think your hair is red literally because your mother named you rusty. And if she didn't, your hair would not be red. That's my know, theory. Right? It's too much to be in a coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, when, when it comes to that, like, I think, uh, I think there's part of me that hopes that like something just gets passed down just because of that heritage, right? Like may, maybe because I'm Irish, I, I just love eating potatoes. Maybe, maybe that's why, right? Like you just try to find some connection to the past. Um, I think I'm Philadelphian because I love cheesecakes. (laughs) There you go. My history came from Philadelphia, the the Native Americans of Philadelphia. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, like, I don't know. It's just fun to look in the past and and realize some of these things. So, uh, for instance, uh, I did an ancestry DNA and I found out that I actually had a, a little more like Wales and, and uh, Scotland than I did Ireland. Um, so I started like Googling the Craig name and trying to figure it out because I always got told growing up that like, oh, my Mosier side was uh, had a lot of Irish in it. And then my, my Craig side had a lot of Irish in it. And I was like, oh. So I'm like 90% Irish right now, right? And you always uh, – I remember one thing. I love Conan O'Brien, and I remember between me and you, we kind of resemble Conan and Andy Richter. And so I <laughs> <laughs> always was like, yeah, we're like Conan and Andy. There you go. But like I found out that uh, if you look look at the Craig clan – so, so if you go and you look at the Scottish Craig clan, there was a, actually a part that like way back in the day, um, they left, they left Scotland to go to Northern Ireland, and marry the Irish princesses, they married the Irish princesses as a form of, uh, taking over the country. And then those are the ones that actually ended up coming to America. So, so like just finding out stuff like that, I don't know. Does it does it change anything to know that I'm Scottish instead of Irish? 
not really. You know, does it, do I go tell people that I'm Scottish? No, but I have Scottish ancestry, you know? And I think that's cool. Right. (laughs) I know my biological father, not that I know him or anything, but his last name is rather from Northern Africa or England. So Hmm. probably England. And (laughs) I always assumed I I resemble a German fella. So I'm like, maybe I'm German, but (laughs) I don't know. Someday I'll do one of these DNA tests. Me and my dog, because I also want to get my dog tested, because she's a mutt like me, and we're like, <laughs> we've always wondered what she is. But it's it's crazy that people sign up for the like I did the DNA test, but I I was so up in arms on it because I watch like conspiracy theory stuff and listen to well whenever you can find uh you know Infowars or something like that on like. I, I was into all that stuff, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to send in my DNA. They're going to have it, and like somebody at some point's going to plant my DNA on a crime scene, and I'm just going to be caught. And I was like this – yeah, I was really paranoid about it for, for like a minute. <laughs> See, I would think of it the other way of now that you've done it, if your DNA ever winds up on a crime scene, you can say, no, no. You see, I gave my DNA to 23andMe. Someone's trying to set me up. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta believe me guys you gotta believe me <laughs> you have that excuse now for the rest of your life there we go um all right i feel like we've went a little while so i guess we'll cut it off here uh, again we'll have you back on and uh figure out other shit to talk about like someday i'll ask you how to cook a steak because you worked at a steakhouse cooking steaks all day so you have to have some tips you know yeah beef tips Beef tips. There you go. That'll be the name of that segment. Um, all right. Again, I do need to, or want to mention that in two days from now, if you've made it this long through this episode, we have another music episode. How, do you have any opinions on the music episodes lately? You know, so so I got to admit, I, I listened to probably the first six or so, but I had to take a break. Like I had to take a break from it because, you know, lis- listening to the podcast, you know, there's a lot of profanity there stuff like that. But, but listening to, to people talk and use profanity, it doesn't get stuck in my head. And so I ain't, I ain't trying to use profanity myself. And so I had to take a break from the music podcast because that music, it gets stuck in your head. And then you just hear that profanity just like on that catchy beat, you know, because the, the music's catchy. So I had to, I had to step back a little bit. So I know, I know yeah. in the discord, I'm going to maybe, maybe catch some flack when people hear that. But, um, yeah it's fine i would say if you're ever up for it i think episodes nine and ten are actually like fairly entertaining because we got a little a little wasted so (laughs) and it turned out to be fairly funny some of the music is really good some of it's you know just all right but uh i appreciate the honesty and we don't even really need listens on those we get way more listens on the music ones it's the normal ones no one listens to so Dude, I, I think the the music spinoff is, is a great thing for the podcast. I think having the artist interviews is really awesome too. Um, again, it was just the it was just me internally doing something. That's the only reason I stopped. If you're listening to them, I would not stop if I were you. Right. Unless you make a personal preference, and don't listen. You don't mentioned- listen. I say you uh you mentioned the Discord and uh you are on there and I think other people should join if you know you're a fan. I feel like it's gone fairly well so far. We'll see if it gets uh, yeah. better. I, I I enjoy it. Uh I enjoy like there's there's tons of channels and there's actually a lot of engagement. Uh so 
you know, it's, it's a fun time for sure. But all right, man, thanks for being on. Uh, it's fucking really late here, but I mean, it's kind of late there and you're an hour behind me. So, uh, you have a lot of kids and stuff or two, right? At the moment, two, two at the moment, one on the way. Um, so all girls, even on the way, (laughs) uh, on the way, we won't know. We won't know, uh, till June, I think the beginning of June, um, but I'm feeling like it's probably another girl it, 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 just between you and me. So if you put this out there, people can hold me to it. If it's a boy, we'll all be surprised. Right. So <laughs> we'll see, you know, how they identify. It's a whole new world, man. <laughs> identify. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would like that with your conservativeness. Um, but all right. Peace, man. All right. See you.